That's my wife, you asshole. This relationship is Hey y'all, it's Lace. And it's Catherine. And, and we're back. We're back. We know we you all we we know you all, me all, you all. We, we know that you know that meal. <laughs> and then we'll do it to the dealy doo-doo. <laughs> it's been uh, over a week since we've recorded and we have forgotten how to do so, but you are here and you are listening, we think, to Cheaty's podcast. And also Boy, do we got a, a sizzler for you tonight, today. <laughs> hey, okay, so we do. We have we, a, an incredible interview. Yeah. And we scheduled uh, this recording at 4 p.m. So Lace got on here at 4.04 p.m. I got here on here at 4.14 p.m. And uh, it is now 7.28 in the p.m. <laughs> in the PM. And, uh, and we're just now recording this quick 30-second intro. But we needed to catch up, Catherine. It's yeah. been a, it's been a long week. It's, it has it's been, been a, a lot, week. and we'll we'll delve into <clears throat> we'll delve into that week into the catch up episode for y'all. Uh, but we don't want to wait any longer because you've been waiting long enough for Chidi's content, and we got an incredible lady on the pod today that deep dived, deep dived, deep dove. Uh, I think it's deep ho. <clears throat> depot 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 deep, depot like home depot yes okay yes mm-hmm. uh no she she deep dove into her past so wrong it's not wrong it's so wrong if it's wrong i don't want to be right right yeah and robin right robin right ah spoiler for catch up episode so we have her on today. She tells us a great story with lots of details. Several times we were like, well, that, clearly that's the end of the story. And it was not the end of the story. No. And a couple of things. I get to hear the end of the story with you listeners. That's right. Uh, you, you'll, you'll notice an eerie silence about the last quarter of the episode because I had to dip and yeah. go run a show that I put on. So I didn't get to hear the end. So I get to listen to it with you guys. That's right. Uh, but during this episode, I, I this is I was thinking like it's crazy that just in the small circle that we operate in, mm-hmm. we're not we're not famous. We don't know that no. many people. But the people that have called in, like in the stories we've heard, there are so many psychopaths mm-hmm. just in the little circle that we. Oh yeah are around. And we haven't even like expanded out internationally or even past, uh, you know, like you said, the small circles that we're in, this is not even nationally. Who knows how many more are out there? There's a million little secret, little psychopaths, little secret psychopaths just running around ruining lives left and right. It's crazy. Manipulating the shit out of people. Yeah. 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 And we, yeah. we got one today. Hey, and you can't spell manipulate without man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is that a yes. new t-shirt? Is that a and new you t-shirt? Can't, you also can't spell manipulate without I. <laughs> That's a good one. 
Thank that's you. That's a good one. Yeah. That's, that's what I tell my kids. <laughs> Where are your kids? Uh, God. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I'll I'll go I'll where, go rattle the chains later. Where to put those things? Yes. Yeah. I'll go rattle the chains later. I go two shakes if you're hungry. <laughs> ching ching. <laughs> and that's just how you treat Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I say I say you three say- shakes if you're horny. Ching ching ching. <laughs> And then I, and then I, th- and then you're like, oh, only heard two. Yeah. And you throw, you throw a cold corn dog. That's, yeah, stairs. that's exactly what I do. No, it's, it's a grapefruit. Tink, tink, tink. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hear that. Actually, no, actually, I got a better ending. I go, three shakes if you're, if you're horny, and I hear silence. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Every time. Every single time. You open the basement door and he goes, did you cook fish for lunch? <laughs> and then he slammed uh, that door we're, back. We're, we're laughing because that, that really happened. <laughs> I walked into his office a day ago and he was like, damn, did you have tuna? <laughs> and and then I smelled it and I was like, did I have tuna? And I was like, no, I have barbecue chicken. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please help us get some sponsors so we can buy Catherine some soap. Um, I think that's what we're going to need to do. Uh, we're we're specifically Summer's Eve. Oh, maybe we can get sponsored by Summer's Eve. Oh. When you're ready to wash that trash out of your... Snatch. Snatch. Yeah. Summer's Eve. Cheaties podcast. Cheaties podcast. I love it. Okay, so let's get to this guest. It's a good one. We had a blast. We had fun. It had been, like I said, a while since we'd recorded. Oh, so can I? I didn't get to I plug this it. at the. I didn't get to plug this oh. at the end of the episode. Okay, go. Uh, our guest today lives and oh. operates in Austin, Texas, which I will be in next week. So, if you're a friend of Tamika's and you're listening to this, my name is Catherine Blanford, and I'm a stand-up comedian, and I'm doing shows in Austin, Texas next week. Um, on Get those deets. What are okay. those dates? Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, Tuesday the fourth, I'm doing the Cherrywood Showcase. Okay. I guess just Google it, and then on Wednesday, uh, I am at Creaking Cave Austin, the new Creaking so Cave jealous. in Austin. I'm so jealous. Uh, for a Say It Ain't show at 8 p.m. And then I'll be on the Buzzkill show at 9 p.m. Love it. Y'all, if you're out in Austin or you're near Austin, go and see Catherine in Austin. So great, great plug. Glad we got that in there. And we've got uh, our catch up episode will be coming out on Thursday this week. And we are back at it. Thank you all for being patient. Please enjoy our guest today. She is a singer, an actor, and a stand-up comedian now. She took my stand-up classes, and that's how I met her. And yet, she took them all the way from Austin, and yet, she did fly all the way to Atlanta to do the showcases. She's a badass, and she's going to teach you a lot of lessons today. You're going to love her. We had a blast interviewing her. Let's hear it for Tamika Soretti, everybody. Hey, listener, you're about to hear a really juicy cheating story. Names and locations may have been changed to protect the guilty. 
We're not licensed therapists or lawyers. Hell, we barely have a driver's license. We're just two broke comedians who've been through some shit. And this alleged story is one-sided. If you know another side, please call our emergency redemption hotline at 888-STABBY-8. And yes, that is a real number. Now sit back, relax, and pour yourself a bowl of cheaties. You cheated? Let us know so you can go home and enjoy the rest of your summer. All right, listeners, we've got Tamika Soretti in the house. How are you, Tamika? Doing good, doing good. Awesome. God, your voice is just, we said it in the intro, how I already know you, but I absolutely love to hear you talk. <laughs> I want to I wanna hear your voice driving home from work at 5 p.m. on the highway. And Tamika comes on and she's like, all right, cool cats. Uh, this is your 70s, 80s, 90s, and today music. And like, you got that kind of voice. Oh, yes. thank you. And I would love to do it. Thank God I, I have, uh, you know, a voice and a face for radio. You remember yes. how to say that? You have a face for radio. Yes. Yeah, that is not, that's that's not a compliment. Not. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But here's what's great. You have a face for um, everything. So mm-hmm. you I, you should be on the big screen, the little screens, the stages. Everyone should see that face of yours. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of speaking of uh, how much we love you and uh, what a great performer you are, let's talk about what's going on over in Austin, Texas right now for you. So, I mean, I feel like every other day I see some posts that's like booked it, did this, got this going on. So fill us in, tell our listeners what you're, what you're working on. Oh my God, I'm going crazy. Um, I just got first right of refusal for a national commercial. So uh, fingers crossed. I'm waiting to hear back for that. Huge. That's huge. What does that mean? Uh, The right of of first refusal is basically you're their first choice and they're giving you the right. They're saying, here, we like you. These are the dates you're going to shoot. This is what it's going to be. Do you want to take it or not? And you get to be the one to say, oh, yes, I want to do it or I don't want to do it. What a weird way to phrase a job offer. Hey, we're giving you the option to turn us down. It's so weird. The acting world, though, makes zero sense. I mean, we audition for things 24-7 and then you never hear back if you actually ever if you didn't get it. You only ever hear back if like they like you. Or, or they're about to hire you or they hired you. That's it. Yeah. So if, and- if I'm getting offered something and they're like, all right, we're giving you the first chance to refuse this. It sounds like I'm like, I feel like I shouldn't take this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you start learning that right of first refusal is a good thing. Okay. Yeah, and I just have to say this commercial, like it was crazy because I barely made the audition like turning it in on EcoCast, I had already started uploading it. And for some reason that day, my computer was running so slow. Got it in after the time, got a notification of, okay, you got it in, but it was late. It may not be reviewed. Right. And then I had to do a TikTok dance. And the only TikTok dance I knew had curse words in it. (laughs) And I was like- Was it? What was it? uh, No, it was a Corvette Corvette. So you know how that starts, right? No. It's like, no. bitch, Corvette, Corvette, hop in the motherfucking jet like that. So oh, I was like, shit. it's a, you know, 
a, a brand named and a family place that I shall not name right now. But no, I was not, like, my audition was late. All the odds were. Stopped. I hope this was a Chick Fil A audition. No. <laughs> audition was late. Then I had cursing in my TikTok dance, and I got a callback. And That's then do the callback, and he was like, "Go big with it." And I felt like I just kept doing the same thing over and over again. And yeah. I was like, dang, you screwed that up again. And then the next morning I wake up and I got right of first refusal. I was like, mm-hmm. mind is blown. Yeah, I was. That's amazing. I was just saying the other day, like in general, this whole like the entertainment business, the things you think you want so bad, you never get. And it's the little things that like you don't really take a second chance to really think about it you're like oh i'll just throw it out there i didn't get it and it ends up being the stuff that really makes it happen for you and that's what happened i literally did one take for this commercial did my slate sent it in i was like well i got it in i don't know you know and here we are i love it i love it but i swear that's how that's how things happen that what i'm about to film tomorrow which we've already said it on the podcast but i can't say like what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm recording for Ozark. So I'm going to be on Ozark, (laughs) which is huge on their last season. I'm really excited. But like, I feel like my audition went down the same way. Like I wasn't that thrilled with my takes that I did. I filmed it at home. I got it in like on the, at the wire, you know, when it was due on EcoCast and I'm like, well, I don't know. It's Ozark. I'm 99% sure there's no way I'm getting this. You know, there's that little 1% chance. You're like, I'm not even going to think about it another second. Just waste of time to sit around and worry about it. And then boom, it's just crazy how that happens. Yeah. 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 So I got a couple of other features. I just booked a, a small role in a feature and I'm going to Baton Rouge on the 6th of May. Nice. And then um, I've got a big one coming up where I play the lead. And that is um, in Dallas on May 14th through the 21st. And oh, then that's a whole I, week. Wait, so what? So wait, what's the lead? What? What is that? Is it a film? Is it? it a- it's a film. It's a feature film. It's called The Key, and um, I am playing the lead role of Jolene. And that's uh, awesome. yeah, yeah. But yes, when it rains, it pours. Then I got. I'm pinned for a recurring role in an Amazon pilot, what? but they want to shoot the same day as yes. the beginning of the feature film shit shit yeah yeah but i already i i know the director well okay. and i talked to him and he's like one day i'm giving you if they better shoot on the 14th if they don't you better be your butt in dallas on the 15th and so you know i've got That's permission awesome. if they change the dates or anything i'm screwed but i've got so much traction going on now and it's like i feel like you just keep putting stuff out there like we started doing the comedy well i started doing the comedy stuff with you and I don't know. I feel like that the ethers are just like, here you go, baby. You're working hard. Just yeah. here you go. So. I love it. I love it so much. I am. You deserve it. You work so hard and you're so talented. And it just makes my heart so happy that you are so booked and blessed. Isn't that what everybody says? Booked, booked, blessed and, and busy. Yes. It's supposed to be the three B's. Yes. I love and it. Botox. Uh, <laughs> well, I got to get around to that. I'm too busy right now. She's too Damn, much- I wish I was busy to get Botox. I'm too poor. Uh, 
Now, and Jolene, are you, you play Jolene, right? Mm -hmm. So the now key, you, the key is the name of the production. Okay. Are yeah. you Dolly Parton's mortal enemy <laughs> or will you, do you get to meet her or where is she in this film or what's happening? Where, I'm, I'm, I'm the hood version of Jolene. So Hell is, yes. Is that for real? Is that like for real the, the deal? No, no. It's, oh, just, it's just that her name is Jolene, and she's. Oh, like, okay. I'm like, well, if Dolly Parton wrote a song about a hood, Jolene, she would be it. This is it. This is it. And and yeah. no, she's she's not stealing anybody's man. She has her own man who is full of trouble, and she's trying to deal with him. So nice, Sam. Okay, okay. well, what a this is perfect transition. Oh, yes. nice transition right into the topic mm -hmm. at hand. Hey. <laughs> okay. Tamika, this is how we start. We're getting into the story. This is how we start every time. Um, take us back, Tamika Jolene. Take us back <laughs> to the beginning of this tumultuous movie. Uh, give us the key the key points. Uh, <laughs> look at you. Look at you. All their callbacks. And, uh, and let us know who Tamika is in the beginning. Who is this character? What does she want? What is she going after? What are her trials and tribulations? Let's hear. Just oh, take, us, take us I, back I, to that I, action. I feel like, what's that old show? Tamika Soretti, this is your life. This, this is, is it. Life. This is it. This is the beginning. This is when, like, your aunt and, like, your old personal assistant, they're interviewing them during this documentary about your life. <laughs> Here, we're now, we're doing this part. Please not my aunt. That's the one who started the brawl oh, in the parking lot. Right. No. Oh. Okay. Oh, shit. You have, sorry, Tamika. We're definitely interviewing your aunt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay so can we can we just give that little blurb real quick because our lace told me that this happened oh okay yeah this is an aunt that she ended up having to punch in the face <laughs> at at the graduation show of your of your comedy class my, right wait my very first yes show. very very first comedy show ever and she just um this is in Atlanta. This yes. is in Atlanta. She flew and she, to Atlanta. She, yeah. No, my aunt lives in Atlanta, right, but right, I, right. I flew there. And so the rest of my family drives up from Indiana and we were having such a great time, had lunch. But as in my second comedy thing, I said, my aunt replaced her meds with 25 vodka and cranberries. <laughs> and so by the time the show came, she just was feeling herself. And, um, she was shouting all during the show, like her and Lace had a full out conversation in the middle of the show. Mm -hmm. But at the end, she felt like she was okay to drive. And she was like, I need the keys to the car. And nobody, like my mom is her older sister. My niece is, nobody's given their the keys to the car. So then she wants to like fight everybody. And yeah, yeah. I am usually the one when, you know, nobody else in the family will talk to her. I kind of talk to her and try to bring her down. I was saying, auntie, you're not going to drive. Let my mom drive you. And so she decides to like start just swinging at everybody. My 16 year old niece and her are on the ground tussling because my, oh my, God. my 16 year old niece feels like she's, everybody feels like I'm the tiniest thing in my family. So everybody mm -hmm. feels, but I'm, I'm the most, my friend used to call me Chiquita Perra Picosa. I'm the Scrappy. littlest one. But I'm the scrappiest one. Yeah, so my, you can you can fit through the holes and stuff. Yeah, and work around and get get them get on their back. You know. Yeah, and so my 16 year old niece feels like she's got to protect me, but of course, then I'm like my aunt, who's 60 something, has my 16 year old niece on the ground. So I get them apart. 
you know, it's just chaos. But then at one point, I'm I'm like, auntie, it's me. It's me. Come on, let's do this. And I go to grab her hands and she punches me in the eye. <laughs> shit. So you I lost so, my shit. I lost my shit. Did you did you did you punch her? Yes, I did. It, 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 but then everybody else, and this is in high heels, mind you. I'm punching her and everybody's like, Tamika, Tamika, no. So they break us up. At one point, my aunt was just defeated and she was just like, everybody in the family has beat me up now. And so she just got in the car. I put her in the car, put her seatbelt on and they got her back to the hotel. Yeah. (laughs) That's the short version. That's the short version. And this, and here's my favorite detail of the whole story is the entire time your aunt is wearing a red power suit. She got the Adidas stripes down. No, no, no. Power suit. Like a a suit. Like a suit. Oh, a suit. I'm thinking like tracksuit. No, no. no, She's got the The power suit. She's got like the blazer. The ground. With the the pants. Yes. Yes. And and she felt like she felt like she was fine too. She was like, I bought this new suit for your show and everything. And she was just like rolling around on the ground. Hey, she didn't Dude. say what she bought the suit for. Okay, she just she yeah. bought it for the show. No, she, she, that's she her show. Ding, ding, ding. She bought yeah. it for the ring, baby. Yeah, she bought it for the show in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my favorite was Tamika. What's the big What's the big punchline to that to that joke? Uh, basically, I see y'all looking around to see if my family's here. Hell no, those motherfuckers are not invited back. <laughs> uh, leave it to my family to put the punch in the punchline. <laughs> It was my favorite, my favorite. Oh, I can't, I'm sorry you had to deal with that, but hey, it was incredible fodder for some really good material. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, comedy comes out of the the tears and the pain and like, and the tragedy. And most people would be like, God dang it, my family. But I'm learning to use those things as little, you know, nuggets. That's right. Yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of tears and pain and uh, little things to use for nuggets. All right, let's let's go okay. forward. All right, so take let's us back, back to, to this. It. Yeah, what's this? What's this relationship that ended badly? So I'm basically t- about ten years out from. Well, no, uh, maybe um, five years out from my divorce, my first marriage. Me and my son are living in Indiana. Uh, we moved back from Houston to Indiana. Now, I honestly said I was never going to come back to Texas ever again. But I didn't know about Austin. So, you know, for me, I got divorced. It was a, um, a traumatic. It was abusive. It was, you know, all of those things. And so I was living my life free and single. And I would just date and I would have fun and I would do whatever I wanted. But once I got here to Austin, I said, OK, God, I'm ready for love. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I met <laughs> this guy. And we are dating and it's hot and heavy. And like, he used to play at Baylor basketball. Uh, oh, damn. Yeah. He's spending a lot of time with my son. We're seeing it like literally seeing each other every morning. He would show up, bring me breakfast tacos and donuts. And we were always out to dinner, knew all of his friends. But about um, almost a year into the relationship, I had hadn't met his parents, mm. and 
you that's know, always, that's always a red flag. Were, were his parents in town? They were, they were. And See, that's uh, no excuse. That's no, ex- a year. Well, here's the excuse. Being a woman of color, a black woman, he was white oh, and damn. he would use the, well, my parents are, they're not like a little, yeah, they're racist. And he would say, you know, I, we got to ease into this and stuff like that. So, you know, I was just like, you got to introduce me because if they, if they meet me, they're going to love me, of course. Uh, like, yeah. 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 You know, and so. A year is a long time to be using that as an excuse. Exactly. Yeah. And so then it came to a point where all my girlfriends now are looking at him like, you know, yeah. and it happened to be. And this was the first holiday it happened. It was Thanksgiving that he hung out with me and my girl because I ate at her house that day and we were going to go. We ate dinner. We were going to go see a movie and Mm -hmm. he was there for the Thanksgiving dinner. But then at like. So he's so hold tight. So he is like fully in immersed in your life. Like you are hanging out with all his friends. He is hanging out with all your friends. Mm Y'all are doing group stuff. He is coming for holidays. We've went on vacations together. We went to New Orleans together. We were wow. like, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a hookup. This isn't some hookup. Yeah. It's not some hookup. Like no. it literally, we're hanging together. All our friends know each other, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's teaching your son the j- jump shot. <laughs> Basically, almost mm-hmm. literally coaching his games because he was coming to his basketball games and all this kind of stuff, Dang. you know. So wow. to us, it was, this was a relationship. And then I did at that point start talking about like marriage. Mm-hmm. We had looked at some houses together. Like, wow, this was a thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. So now we're at Thanksgiving. Y'all are all supposed to go hang out, see a movie or something. See a movie. And at eight o'clock he goes, Oh, I I need to go to work. And so it's basically, he worked for his father. They owned a family business because his other brother worked there too. So, um, that's a weird thing to be that ingrained in your family that you're working every day and you haven't met his parents. Exactly. That too. Yeah. Like if they, if they lived in Canada, Right. You know, and you're like, oh, God, I can't. I want to buy a flight up to Ontario to meet your racist parents. That's one thing. <laughs> exactly. But, like, they're there. They're working together every day. That's, yeah. That's a little suspect. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay. Um, yeah. So I didn't think much about it because I was like, well, he was here, you know, earlier. And maybe he's got some really big thing he's working on or whatever. So, um he left, but my girlfriend and she's Puerto Rican and she's looking at me. She's like, mommy, mommy, <laughs> no guy is going to leave on Thanksgiving and go to work. Yeah. And that was the first little tick. And that was, so that was November. Okay. And this is like, like Solid I said, year in pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, December, early December. We're at Bone Daddy's and we're eating. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that was always in the back of my mind. And nothing happened between Thanksgiving and this, except for we went to Bone Daddy's. We're sitting there and he's showing me a business proposal. Mm-hmm. And you and it's a printed out email. And it's mm-hmm. not just a printed out email of like, you know, you got the timestamp on it, the two and the from, and the this, and the that. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, showing me this stuff. And as a woman, I'm reading all of the top. Yes. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'm 
right there with you. I even if my if my boyfriend's like, look what this guy just said in like a text message. Yeah, my finger the second he's not looking just does like one swipe up. <laughs> just, it doesn't else. matter who it is. Yep. I'm like, I just need to read the above. Yep, conversation. I don't know what it, it's in my brain. I'm just like, I, I got it. I have an opportunity to 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 interrogate. I want to do it. Oh yes. yeah. If, oh, yeah. if, my, if my husband's showing me like just a, a thing on Instagram that he's like sitting near enough to show it and not send it, I'm not even looking at the thing he's sending me. I'm looking at the person the above and yeah. below. Yeah. yeah. The post yeah. he's trying to show me because I'm like, uh huh, who the uh-huh. fuck is Chris? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's why a woman. The hell, why That's the hell a woman are you following her? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're smart. You're looking at all the. Exactly. All now, those details. Okay. Now, this was 15 years ago, though. Okay. So, remember, we didn't have the text and the Instagram right. and all that stuff. So, this was lit, a printed out email. A printed out email, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had some map quests behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm reading, and it says from whoever to David. And uh, in an email before that, it said, hey, how's your baby girl? I heard you had a daughter, like, how's your baby daughter doing? Blah, blah, blah. Congratulations. Uh And I was like, why would he let that be printed out? And why would he show that to you? He's a man. He's an idiot. He's not thinking about that. One of two things. What Lay said, he's a man. He's an idiot. Or two, he was at the point, and this is my psychologist mind, Going, I think he honestly at that point might have been tired of hiding and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And this was his way to present it to me because, of course, but then also, I honestly, I think he's psychotic. And because then once I tell you about what happened after, Ooh, you'll be like, okay. yeah. So, so you, do you think he wanted you to see that? I honestly think he did. That's a possibility. I mean, I think you're right. I think people get, I think they get tired of hiding. I think that's what happened with my ex is I think he got, I always say lazy. He got real lazy with it. And Mm -hmm. that's, and I could tell that he had deleted things nonstop, but then he stopped deleting things for like three months. And then I was like, that's so weird how it's almost like wanting to get like planting it to get caught. They'd rather get caught than admit it. Than admit it. Yeah. Cause they're tired. It's a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Ooh, okay. Interesting. So, okay. so was it okay. a separate email? It was just above it, and it happened to be in the screen when he printed it. It off? was in the screen when he printed it. Oh off. my so god! So, like print a... screen. So, so everything on the screen. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right, we're all in the same place. Okay. So I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. This says congratulations on your baby daughter. So everything he was trying to show me about the business proposition uh-huh. went out the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And. That. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's he's reading like, that. He's like, no, 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 no. That that was to my brother because his brother did have two daughters. And he was like, my brother just had a baby girl. And I said, no, this says to, from so-and-so to David. Uh-huh. And this is an email to you. And I was like, you know what? You got a fucking, you got a daughter? You can you can cuss on here. Don't okay. you worry. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah, good on you for not just believing him. Yeah, no, girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got up. From that table at Bone Daddy, stormed out in the middle. Nice. Got in my car, almost when I was backing up, ran him over, and I <laughs> like drive off to my. So apartment. you, so you were like, by the way, this podcast is sponsored by Bone Daddies. So you. <laughs> hey, not yet. Yeah. So before, yeah. So before you left 
bone daddies you uh you were like no 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 that's addressed to you and he was like no 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 and then you were like bye and you just yeah. got up i was like and so me. he chases he chases you out chases and then you me. almost run him over yes backing nice. out almost run Hell him yeah. over nice. i burn rubber go to my apartment well he follows me there to my apartment okay uh i lived in round rock at the time like that's from austin that's about maybe 15, 20 minutes. 15, 20. Yeah, I know Round Rock really well. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so he comes to my apartment. And I let him in and we start having a conversation. And he proceeds to tell me that this woman, the mother of his child, was a one-night stand. He was like, and then he's crying his eyes out to me saying, and the thing is, she won't even let me see my son, my daughter. Like, I'm not a part of the child's life. None of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there and I'm, of course, I'm feeling sorry for him. And I'm like, but why wouldn't you tell me you have a daughter? And yeah. he's just like, because I just didn't know how you would take that. And I was like, that's not something to hide. Like, come on. No. And here you are. You're somebody who already has a child. Exactly. So you would have been nothing but accepting and understanding of the situation. So you would have been a perfect person to tell. Exactly. Here's some couple red flags that I'm putting together. One. <laughs> Somebody's saying you just had a baby girl that, so what I've been told, humans are pregnant for nine months. That's what I've been told. (laughs) So you've been dating a year. What I've been told, that's 12 months. So that was within y'all dating and him having a daughter. And for somebody to reach out to him and say, I heard you had a baby girl. That's just not a one night stand. That's other people that he knows hearing knowing about it and reaching mm-hmm. out and asking him about it so like exactly. it doesn't seem like a just random thing that he is kind of secretive no damn sure doesn't sound like some one night stand either that he's sweeping under the rug and doesn't let people see his baby yeah nope damn. so so yeah um my son was devastated mm. And the thing that sticks out all the time is he's like, how does somebody hide a whole baby? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, at, and you, at, actually, nine months, nine, 10, 11, I think by the time I found out, the baby was three months old. Wow. So that so was the whole, the whole time you were dating. The whole, the whole relationship. The relationship. So, okay. So let's, let's go back to the apartment. So you're, he's, he's there. He's telling you, you feel bad. You actually believe him. How long do you, how long do you believe him? Girl, not for that long, because listen, when he left, I called my friend, the Puerto Rican girl, and I Uh told her about it. And she was like, something's wrong, mommy. She's like, something's wrong. And so she was like, I bet you he's married. And I was like, no effing way. So in a, when you have an apartment, you know, you have the, uh, your patio. And there's mm-hmm. like a storage unit outside of the patio. Yeah. Yep. I got a 10 year old son. I like hoard stuff and I've, I, I'm going in there and I'm like pulling out stuff. Mm-hmm. I go, and this was back in the day. Cause like now you can just take your phone and plug it in at Walgreens or Walmart or whatever. Right. That was when you used to have to drop your film off and you get yep. an envelope and yep. they, you pick it up and you get your pictures. Mm-hmm. Had one of those. And I, because we, I told you we went on a trip to New Orleans, right? Yes. So I go in my storage, find the little envelope with the picture, and there was a phone number on it. 
never even thought for a minute about that phone number, that it was different than his cell phone number. You are a genius. Girl. Oh, oh my God, wait, level. how did you, how did that even enter your head? Did you think like, to go and look for that or were you yes. looking for that for different reasons? You were looking no, for a phone I number. I was like, you know what? He just gave me that envelope. And it was, it had been some months since we had been, but for some reason, listen, if I can tell you, I got a little ESP uh, because that just came to my mind and I found it and it was a different number. And guess oh, what? I, 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 wait, can I just tell you, I was just listening to a podcast. It started out with aliens and then it went <laughs> into the uh you know the other side and this woman was just saying like uh just like how we we all have like spirit guides and some of them may be past lives and some of them are are spirits that have never like been in a human body but they all guide us and if we listen i i feel like that was some something yeah. some spirit that was like <clears throat> there's <clears throat> to me there's an envelope in the, in the closet yeah. about that number listen yeah. My spirit guide, because real quick, my old marriage, we had, he cheated on me. We had been separated. I had a dream that I was walking in our walk-in closet and I went into his pocket of one of his jackets and found a letter from a girl. I promise you the same thing happened. When we got back together after our separation, I was in the closet, went into his, searching his pockets, found a letter from a girl. and. That happened. I have chills and goosebumps. So do I. That is so wild. It happens. It happens a lot. And so that's how you. That's how you caught your your first husband. No, that's not how I caught him. I actually we were separate. I caught him. It was a different, some different scenario. But when we got back together, I said, "Look, I'm only coming back." If you cut this foolishness out, we have a kid. I'm trying. I don't want this. Like, and he said, I'm done. I'm done. Well, I find this letter Mm -hmm. after this dream. When I get back, we got back together and the girl showed up to the house. Wow. And yeah. Oh, so that was the end of that then. That was the end of that. I was like, oh my God, I am done. Yeah. Yeah. So you are the definition of trust your freaking gut. I mean, exactly. you really are. I mean, you're one of the, but see, I feel like you listen to it and that's, yeah. that's, that's what served That's you. the difference between yeah. uh, me and some other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People get those feelings and then they, then they ignore them. Um, yeah. So you, oh, do you need to, you need to talk to I'm having my hub, hubby bring me some water. I'm like, Ooh, I'm parched. Oh, yeah. sweet hub. You're getting worked up. That's that's because she's in a good place now. Yes. Yeah. Very different. Yes. We'll get to that at the end. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So now, all right. So you've got some magical ESP. You find this photo album from Walgreens or whatever, that, that photo envelope. You find a number. It's not his cell. Oh. What do you do? I call it. You, of I course call you it. do. Of course you, you call it. it. Woo! Now, was and the area code in Austin? Yeah, it was in oh, Austin. Okay. And so um, I call it and, okay, so let me, before I tell you what happened, because several conversations had happened uh, since then, and it was kind of like one night we were out and somebody called him and it said home and uh, he hurried up and snatched the phone because I was like, home, who is home? And he had told me that he was living with his parents 
Mm-hmm. And he had he was getting his house built and they messed up the foundation. So he was suing the builders as to the situation of where he was living and why I had never been to his home. Oh, well, he messed up the foundation all right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You homes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there were some cracks in the foundation. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So I mean, because people <laughs> People think about it and they go, well, you never went to his house, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so he's anyway. He's got an excuse for everything, he's though, He's got right? an excuse the for everything. The house is, is the, the foundation's broken, so he's got to live with his parents, but you can't go to his parents' house because they're racist. And then he's got home on his phone, but home is his parents' home, so that makes sense. Yeah, it's a, it's oh a wall phone with a cord in the kitchen. Uh-huh. Exactly, exactly. Okay, okay. So call the number. A woman answers. Mm -hmm. And I say, hello, can I speak to David? And she says, he's not here at this moment. Um, Who may I ask is calling? And I said, well, are you his girlfriend? No, I'm his wife. And I said, (laughs) and I said, well, I'm his girlfriend. Oh, shit. What? Yes. Yes, I oh did. Oh, did your and stomach drop when she said yes. I was his wife? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. To oh. the top of my big toe. That's where it went. God, I can't imagine. Oh, my God. I can't believe you said that. I did. I mean, it was yeah, the truth. It's the it truth. was the truth. And so she said, well, David and I are separated, and he's not at this you know, living here. But uh, how, how long have y'all been dating? And I said, for the past year. Mm-hmm. And she was silent. Ooh. And she said, well, we have a baby together and blah, blah, blah. So mm. we hang up. It was a very quick conversation. Like, you know. Oh, y'all didn't want to just hash it all out? No. Okay. Which to me, we should have, but we didn't because then it became this thing of me against her. Because mm-hmm. that wasn't the end of, you would think that would be the freaking end of this relationship. It was not. Oh, yeah. Also, it's not about you and her either, though. It's not. This is about him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. I'm, All right. You didn't, so, you didn't go into the relationship knowing she existed. She didn't wasn't in a relationship knowing you existed. Exactly. So it isn't, isn't, isn't on either one of you. And no. he was doing his best to keep it to where he was trying to keep me. Mm-hmm. And keep me pacified and keep her and keep her pacified. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and he, keep that baby pacified as well. God. <laughs> now, was that was that the baby girl that he just had? Yes. Yeah. With the woman he was separated with? Uh no, they were married. So that yeah. one night stand was was bull. Oh, of course it, it was bullshit. bullshit. Of yeah. course it was. Yeah. 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 It was yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know, then our conversation became, dude, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you tell me you were married? And he was like, because yeah. I knew you wouldn't have went out with me. You well, think? you, you in essence took my choice away from me because no, I wouldn't have dated a married man. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know, but there are some women out there who will, mm-hmm. and you've got to at least put it out, put the truth out there and let people make their own decisions. 100%. But I keep going back to timeline-wise, this baby, I guess they were pregnant? They got pregnant when he started dating you? What had happened was they did 
they were sep- maybe they were separated at the time we met. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they at some point got back together and they purposely because she got pregnant through in vitro. So it wasn't like it was like this thing that happened. Well, oh, we're it's... we're separated. We're going to get a divorce. We're going to have a baby. in vitro. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a thing. That's not how that works. They so were really, they were really back together. That's so messed up that you are going, you're actively trying to have a baby with somebody to the point that you're spending a lot of money a and lot health money. and doctor's visits at That's the same sense. time being in a serious long-term relationship with somebody else. And that is psycho level. Yes. That's cuckoo. It is. It is. And yeah. the, um, you know, it, the psychoness didn't stop because then it became, I feel like it became an obsession with him, his wife saying, you have to stop seeing her and him saying, I'm not going to stop seeing her because at this point is, you think that story is crazy. This is where the crazy train takes off. So now I've got my 10 year, 11 year old son at this point. Um, he plays football. He plays basketball. He's a good kid. All of his friends who live in the next apartment building and down the street are all good kids. They play sports. Well, I kept noticing like I was being followed. Wow. And people are showing up to my apartment. They're like, you know, approaching my son. They're taking pictures of him. Like, yeah. Who? Like random people or like one particular person? I guess it got to the point where he wouldn't stop seeing me and she found, figured out she was going to file for divorce and she had a private investigator. Wow. Who was basically following me around and, you know. Um, but but taking pictures of your kid and following your kid. That's fucked up. Not cool. No. No. Certainly not cool. Not. No. So, but a, a lot of stuff happened and I was just like, dude, because she showed up to my apartment and we almost got into a fist fight because um, I'm in the shower. I'm in my room and my son is in there with his friends and, you know, he answers the door and she's like, where is your mother? And she literally sticks her foot. Like he tries to close the door to come and get me. And she sticks her foot in the door and is like busting the door open. Wow. And my son is like, mom, there's a lady out here and she's busting into the apartment. I'm dripping wet. So I run out there and it's her. And I literally grab her and shove her out the door. And I was like, listen, whatever's going on is between you and me. Don't bring your shit in here to my kid. No. Mm -hmm. Like you got a baby and I understand how you feel about that. That's not my fault. But you're not going to come over here thinking you can do whatever you want to do at my house. No. Mm -hmm. Hell no. Jesus. Also, I I don't think that, like, we've been, you mentioned earlier that you were tiny, but we have not been very clear about how tiny you are. You are a teeny tiny person. You are so petite. (laughs) And I mean, I swear, you're like, what, 90 something pounds? You've said it before in your stand up or something. That's why I know. But like, you are itty bitty. And I'm assuming that you were itty bitty at the time. And I love to picture you soaking wet, coming running out. Grabbing some, woman, grabbing some woman by the shirt and yeah. shoving her out of your apartment. And she's like, yes. it's like, she's probably like, damn, she's got a teenage daughter too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah. Exactly. So like yeah. I'm this is yeah, I love I love this. I so, love this. So when when you talked to her and then he came back, was he telling you like I'm 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 leaving her, I want to stay he, with yeah, you? Yeah, like she's crazy. I'm trying to figure out how to get out of this. Like I love my daughter. I want to be a father to her, but I'm done with this relationship. But he was telling us both the same thing. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what he's probably going to her like, she's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, she won't leave me alone, but he's blowing you up. Like, it's just that that storyline that these psychopaths yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. And and his father and his brother showed up to my apartment one day. What? Figuring, what? yeah, they were going to have a, a talk with me. And I basically just let them know how it was. I'm like, it's not like y'all are acting like I'm some siren or something. And I turn mm-hmm. on my siren song and David just can't help himself. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's actively making a choice. Like, and when they found out exactly how much time he was spending with me, his dad goes, oh my God, there was so many black holes in David's day. He would just uh-huh. disappear. And we were wondering where he would go and like what it was he was doing. And I'm uh-huh. like, I'm telling y'all like me. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. This is what he's been doing. So we, people like think like I'm crazy. Like, oh, well, you should have known he was married. And then I had friends, some of the friends that we hung out with. Oh my God. There was a girl that dated one of his friends. She knew he was married and didn't tell me. And when I found out she knew I confronted her and I was like, bitch, why wouldn't you tell me? She was like, because if I would have told you, then he would have stopped seeing me. The friends, like David's best friend that she was dating. He told her if she ever told or said anything to me, she was done. Jesus. So that was self-preservation. She was trying to make sure she didn't lose her side piece. Exactly. So she wasn't going to tell you. Wow, this I had, is so layered. <laughs> after it was done, I had so many people that like came forward with stories where they saw him out at a baseball game with a pregnant woman. Sure. Saw him at a subway with a pregnant woman. And he ran. He knew because there were two twins that girls I was friends with. He saw her and ran in the bathroom and tried to stay in there until she left the restaurant. <laughs> Damn. So, so and he's all on these, the run, on the run yes. in his own town. <laughs> all of these came, all these stories came out after the fact. They always yeah. do, right? You never hear this shit while you're with somebody, and all your friends are like, "Well, we weren't, we didn't know to tell you." And they're like, "Well, we thought you knew because he was everywhere in town with this pregnant woman." And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, how are you gonna know? You I do. Could, you weren't there." I, I do have to say, though, I want to add this. This is a little side note from my own life. There was a situation. I played on like a rec sport team, uh, I don't know, probably like probably about 15 years ago, too. And I knew that somebody was cheating on somebody. And I played on the team with both of the people. Mm-hmm. And I had seen something. And I wasn't going to say anything, wasn't going to say anything. Talked to a bunch of friends. They all said, do it. Say something. You would want something. I was like, yeah, I would. And I went and told them. And they flipped out on you. And they lost their shit on me. And then the couple remained together and now are married and have children. And I, and I can't look at them in the eye. Anytime I run across them anywhere or like see people who they, who I've seen, and I'm just like, I, I feel embarrassed 
Yeah. And I don't know why. Like, so I kind of, there's a half of me that, that gets it. Cause I've done that. And then it did not turn out well. And then the mm-hmm. other half of me is like, fuck that. I would want to know. And I would murder everybody in my life if they knew some shit like that. And they didn't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, know, it, I know it's a hard, you know, thing, but I don't know, as a woman, I just, I would tell them. And if they end up together, like they did mm-hmm. more power to y'all. But yeah, for me, the right thing is the right thing to do. Absolutely. And that would be, yep. you know, because you don't know if they know this person is married or if they don't. If they know, then sure. if she says, oh, I know, then be like, oh, oh cool, cool. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. That's your thing. Cool. Yeah, exactly. I agree. I would do it again, too. I mean, I would totally do it again if I was in the situation. But it sucks because it doesn't always work out. And it's, you know, but hey, at least I gave the information over. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, your friends could have saved you a lot of heartache. A lot of heartache. Girl, it was so... Like I got to the point where, um, when I, after all of his dad and his brother showing up, his wife showing up, I just wanted to walk away and I I couldn't. And I literally would have to pull myself away from my son so he couldn't see me. I would go out in my car and cry my eyes out. I was calling my best friend in Indiana and she's like, sweetie, you have to walk away. She's like, I don't know what else to get to say to get you through this, but you have to walk away. And I was just like, I can't, I don't know, you know, but I'll remind me of that. And I'll tell you the reason why after. I I will, I say to your, uh, to, to your credit, that's the word I get because people that can pull that off and, and are the level of, have the level of confidence to think that they can have two relationships simultaneously that don't know of each other. I, I just, that they are always in the same Venn diagram. That's why like serial killers get away with it for so long. It's because people don't, ex- not that he was a serial killer, but people don't <laughs> expect it, but because they are so charismatic and the minute they feel that people are catching on or, or that you're pulling away, they know how to lay on that charm or say oh, yeah. whatever they need to, to get you back. Yeah. So I, I get it. Yeah. 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 All right. But I don't want you to lose track Tamika. What were you going to talk about before you were talking about not no, why you and, didn't leave? And, and, and I think that's what exactly why I didn't because ev- at every turn that I had questions and I was like, no, I'm done with this relationship. He would pull some other thing out. So mm-hmm. it got to the point where my son, uh, wanted to go stay with his dad. And so I let him go stay with his dad. So now I'm by myself and it's with this guy, you know, um, I was done. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to move to LA and go try to figure out my acting thing out there. And I won't have to be here in Austin. I won't have to ever see you again. I won't have to see your wife. And Oh my God. No, I have to tell this story. Um, one day, and this was towards the end, right before I was getting ready to move to LA. Mm-hmm. We're at a, at my son's basketball game. He's there. And it's like a tournament. So they play, you know, game after game after game. He um, basically is like, okay, well, uh, I'm going to go meet my family for dinner, blah, blah, blah. And so me and my son, we leave. And I was like, so a couple of weeks before that, a friend of mine, her husband was a realtor. Mm-hmm. And I told them about what happened because when I'm crying my eyes out and I can't, 
like chill and stay at home, I would go to their house. She would be like, just come over. You can sleep on our couch, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they yeah. talked me through some moments too. Well, Paul looked up his name, finds out his house where he lived was right down the street on 620 down from where I lived, my apartment. So he was literally right down the road. He was right down the road in a house with his wife. Oh my God. No wonder he made it, it made it so easy to stop by your house in the morning to show up in the, every morning with breakfast and everything. You're on the way. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I call him one day. I've got my son in the car. We're at McDonald's. We're in the drive-thru. I remember it succinctly. And I call him and I was like, you know, that was the days of MapQuest, like you said. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I was like, he, since he's an Austin boy, I would always call and say, hey, I have to go to this place. Where is it? Can you tell me? Blah, blah, blah. So I call him up and I say, hey, I, I need directions. And he was like, yeah, like, what can I help you with? I gave him his own address. And I was like, I need to find out how to get here. And he's just like, uh, uh, and he says nothing. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, let, you know what? Let me call you back. He was like, do not show up over here. So I dropped my son off at his friend's house and I drove over there and I ring the doorbell. His wife comes out. We have a confrontation, you know, um, is this after, is this after she had already come to your apartment and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so, um, but this was a time, like I started like trying to think of shit to like, Mm-hmm. revenge. I was going to sure. make flyers and pass yeah. them out to all his neighbors. And, but then it started making me literally ill. Like my yeah. stomach started hurting all the time. Yeah. So I was just like, whatever. So, um, dang, now I forgot my other train. Well, so you had said, you said you told him you were going to go to LA. You were going to go do all that. Your son was oh, at his dad's. No, no, yeah. no, no. The, before that, the night of the tournament, this is, I, right. I wanted to tell mm-hmm. you how I knew. Oh, where Got his it. house was at. But Got the it. night of the tournament, he dropped us off. He left saying he was going to go to dinner with his family, his uh-huh. mom and dad and them. Yeah. And turns out he went to the house with his wife and the baby. Uh huh. So I followed him and went over there. This is at the point where I knew uh, I had to get out of this relationship. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so um, you wanted like, like enough Enough red flags. Yeah. 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 So I'm literally in lace. This has to be a comedy skit, but I'm literally walking around the house, peeking in windows. And then I get the gate was unlocked. So I get through the gate and there's a big paned window in the back and you could see into the kitchen and you could see directly into the living room. Uh But there was a window and then there was this big window. And I had to get past the window so I could get over here and see in. I'm like doing an army crawl underneath the window to get on the other side. And I'm standing there looking in and they're sitting on the couch. They ordered a pizza. You know, they're just hanging out and stuff. And I, I'm like, okay, this is it. This is That's what it. you need to know. But I yep. go around to the front and the pizza guy is there. So I'm like, just, uh, I'll take the pizza. No! Ring no. the doorbell. I'd be like, I'm playing a joke. It's it's fun. Here, yeah. give yeah. me the pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Can I borrow yeah. your hat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, you put the little visor on. Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. Ring the doorbell, and he answers the door, and I just fucking punch him in the mouth. And I was like, yo, what? pizza's here, dickhead. 
And he's just like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, God, that's perfect. Yes. So and you, is that and that's the end? And did that's you, it. Did you see and him again? You didn't see him again after that, right? That's not the end. Oh, oh my shit! God. Oh shit! So I decide I'm moving to LA. Uh huh. My son goes lives with his dad. Pack up all of my shit. Move to LA. Mm-hmm. I'm in LA for maybe like a month or two, and all of a sudden here he comes. He in LA. He literally packed up his stuff, told his family he needed a new start. I'm moving to Dallas. Drives straight past Dallas and keeps going to L.A. Uh So now he's in L.A. And we're staying in an apartment together because he apologizes profusely. I love you. I want to be with you. It was hard. Yes. Yes. It was so hard for me. Like, I don't know why I was doing what I was doing. Uh, my, my wife said I might need help. So maybe I do. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Think. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, you, your wife said you might need help. <laughs> yeah. Right there. That's the, I mean, come on. Yeah. Did your Jesus. wife say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so at this Frick. point, he's got all his important papers. And that's how like things started unraveling to the point of, I found the papers where they were trying to go to marriage counseling. Um, and from his point of view, she was making him go. He never wanted to go. He never wanted this relationship. It was so much stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm leaving out a lot, but these are the highlights that help you get the point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, um, I mean, yeah. And then this is another ESP moment because I don't know how in the world I did it. But like, to me now, I'm looking at him side-eyed every moment of the day. And I'm literally, I was like, what are you doing here? Why are you here in LA? Like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, we're going to be a a couple. We're going to get it together. He got a job at an insurance agency in LA. Um, Just all this stuff. And I am, I got into his email. I got into his Girl. bank. This is what I'm saying. I have no clue where these passwords came from. They fell no, into my head. Guest? Guest. Are you kidding me? I'm not. You're a genius. Got Are into you his serious? email. So can it. you we gotta go buy a lottery ticket together? <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. Is this what they mean when they say black girl magic? Is yeah. This oh, what shit. The- Exactly. This is, I mean, this is, yeah. this is amazing. I, I have you no clue where it came from. Wow. Because, and here's to tell you what I guessed his bank account. I was working, I started working at um, California Pizza Kitchen in LA. I was taking acting classes. I also was working at a, a med spa because I used to be a medical assistant. So my acting teacher's brother owned a med spa. Got, I was working there, but I was making pennies. In LA, like, come on. Yeah. So he moved in. He was like, okay, I'm going to help you with all the stuff. And then he was going to come back to Austin. At this point, I'm demanding. Well, I'm going, it was his daughter's first birthday. I'm going back to Austin with you. I'm going to meet your parents. We're going to talk to them and tell them this is the relationship we want to be together. And they just got to accept it. Oh, no, no, no. Like, like, uh, no, you can't do that. And he was like, well, uh, 
we don't have the money. I already have my ticket. My parents bought my ticket. We don't have the money. And I said, so are you saying I don't have the money or you mm-hmm. don't have the money? Because I already looked in your bank account and you got like $7,000 in there. And his right. mouth just fucking hit the floor. And he was like, so got into <laughs> his email. And that's how, where I saw the email from his dad of him saying, I'm moving to Dallas I just need because his dad was like, hey, did you get there? Are you, you know, set up, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm loving it. Like, you know, I just needed a fresh start. And, you know, but they don't uh, even know he's in L.A. with you. They, they don't even know he's, he's in, in L.A. Holy shit. All right. Why? So, we, Why? Right. so such a such a like intense lie for people that are that were so ingrained in his life. Yeah. Like, how did he think he was going to get? I honestly, like I said, I think he was a sociopath, sociopath. Yeah. Deeply. Oh, for sure. I feel like I need to write a script or something about it, you know? Oh Um, yeah. But anyway, we're in LA together now and I'm basically just like, you know what, dude, I am done with your bullshit. And I made him call his father and tell him he was in LA. He was not in Dallas. And I just was like, this is crazy. Like I, and I, at this point I'm like, God, I got to get out of here. And the funny thing is, is when I said uh, about a year and a half before that, I'm Lord, I'm ready for love. I had wrote down all of these goals of a man that I wanted. And I was like, okay, God, I see you. I got you. You trying to be funny? Cause Mm -hmm. I don't think I was specific enough. So I took that list and wrote down and made it more specified of the man I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I, going back to a call back to when I said the reason when I'm in my car telling my best friend I can't leave, I'm crying, is because Julio was married at the time. And he was going through his divorce because his ex-wife uh, cheated on him. Right. And he wasn't ready for me yet. And that's why I think God was keeping me in this place. Yep. It was a a place of turmoil, turmoil Mm -hmm. at the time. But he was saying, not yet, Tamika, I got something so good for you. Just Just wait. Hold tight. Just Just hold hold tight. tight. Yes. I I believe that. Yeah. So to end it up is when he went ahead and went to Austin for his daughter's. uh, Oh, wait. Did he ever call his dad on the phone in front of you? Yeah. Or did he refuse to do it? Oh, he did. He called his dad in front of me and he Mm -hmm. told him. But at that point, it was too late. I yeah. was done. Yeah, you had been done. You were I done mentally. Exactly. Yeah. I should yeah. have been done long ago. But when he left to go to back to Texas for his daughter's birthday, I had been taking acting classes. I knew a couple of people from work. I called everybody I knew. And I went and signed the lease on a new apartment and transferred my rent over there. and moved all of my shit out. And when he came back and that apartment was all only his stuff left, he didn't even know where I was in Good. the next apartment. I Good. was in the building over from him. Yeah. Um, and that's smart too. Yeah. Yeah. But in the same instance, when, cause I was coming back and forth to Austin, that's mm-hmm. when I met Julio was three months later. Well, yeah. no, we, I met Julio he got divorced in August. I met him in October. Mm-hmm. November was our first date. We got married in February. Oh, wow. So the next time 
actually, this guy never saw me again because when Julio and I got married, he said, listen, screw all that stuff in LA, just throw the keys in the apartment and come back to Texas. And that's basically what I did. All of my furniture was down by the dumpster. And I think he saw all my furniture and he was just like, I was literally driving away from LA in Arizona. Yeah. And I was getting a call from him. I'd never picked it up. Yeah. Good. Good. And then saw, I went back to LA for a film festival, but my son was graduating high school and I had to come back. He came at the airport. He comes and sits next to me at LAX smiling. Uh And we, we literally rode on the same plane back. I, I was on the phone with Julio and I, I said, babe, let me call you right back. I looked at him and I just got up and walked away. I made sure to sit by somebody else so he couldn't sit next to me on the plane. Good, good. When we're down getting our our luggage off the rounder, Mm -hmm. Julio's standing there next to me and he's across from us just Uh looking at us. And I was Mm -hmm. like. Good. Fuck you. Yeah. So I see him out and about out in town, you know. Yeah, actually, so so he's back in Austin too then. Yeah, yeah. yeah he ended do you ever up see his, do you ever see his wife or his daughter? No. Now? No. That's interesting. No. I they, I, I want to say she might have moved or something. She oh. just was over him too. Good. I hope he lost both of y'all. He didn't deserve either one. Yeah. Cuz it sounds like he was also, I mean, he had to have been screwing her over as hard as he was you. You know, I I think actually harder because well, yeah, because she had a baby with him. They had a house, a mortgage, a baby, a marriage. You know, yeah. at least I didn't get duped and take those steps because right. I see I see him out and about. He's still the same piece of shit. You know, of course, he's probably still pulling the same shit too. Yeah, people, you know, and he I, is. I know his friend. One of his friends came up to me one day and he was like, "Hey, I'm here with your ex," and I was like, "I'm here with my husband." So mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. Good. Good. I hope he, that the best revenge ever is for people to see you moved on and happy as shit. And you are. Yeah. I yeah. love that. And All that's right, so, the best yeah, part of this story. That's the, that is the most beautiful part of the story. I love that so much. Okay. So, all right. So listeners, Catherine had to jump off the pod. So she's actually going to hear this whole ending, uh, when she hears the podcast come out, but she has to go run that show walkie talkies. That's on, um, Sunday at uh, New Round Brewery. So shout out to to her show there. But uh, all right. So Tamika, we have a few questions that we normally ask at the end. We usually okay. split split these and we'll ask them, but I'm going to ask you all three. So first question is, what would you have done differently in this situation if you would have done anything differently at all? Um, walked away when I first found out mm-hmm. about the baby and the mm-hmm. big lie and uh, calling his wife. Mm-hmm. I would have saved myself I don't even know how many months of grief, you know, yeah. um, and, and not that I was weak, but have been stronger because, you know, love can be a really, really strong thing. And oh, I have yeah. to say at the time I, I loved him and I sure. had, I hadn't had a relationship in maybe 10 something years. And I right. said, I opened the universe. I said, I'm ready for love. And it hit me. Boy, it fucking yeah. hit me. So I yeah. would have, I would have walked away, knowing that I would be okay, and that that's not for me, and that something better was down the road. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, like you said, you know, God or the universe or all the powers that be were trying to keep you 
from being in another relationship so that you could meet your husband. Exactly. So maybe, but maybe you didn't need to be in that much of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. During that time, it would have been nice if that time period was a little bit less stressful. Exactly. You. <laughs> and you know what? We as women, though, I think that maybe God had to take control because sometimes we don't give ourselves that downtime after a heartbreak to right. just be. And that's what I did with my first marriage. And that's why it took so long between getting the divorce and, and meeting David that I was just like, I'm just going to do me. Yeah. I'm just going to be happy. I'm going to do all the things because my mom from high school, my mom was strict. Then I went to the military. They were strict. Then I got married. He was strict. And then I, I was like, you know what? I'm a wild child. I'm a free spirit. Let me just be me. Yeah. And I, I want to say that I would have given myself the time after that relationship, but I don't know. I see, and I don't either. And I think, I think even the strongest women that I know, I think it's so hard for us to just pause and be okay with just being with ourselves. And I yeah. think that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful lesson too, for anybody listening to just know that taking time for yourself and just being alone, it's okay. Yeah. Because if you're not a happy individual, that's how right. can you bring happiness into the can't, relationship? You can't. So you need to make yourself complete and whole and happy on your own. I to agree. Be able to give that to somebody else. I could not agree anymore with that. Like I've always said, when people say that their partner like finishes them or makes them whole, I think it should be two full whole people who complete each other's lives. Exactly. Not complete them themselves. You've got to complete yourself first. And there exactly. is nothing better than two fully complete people who, because then, then you eliminate codependency, which that's dangerous. That's dangerous territory. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So second question, which we've already kind of covered this, and this is a good transition is usually where are you now? So you already mentioned your amazing husband, Julio, and where yes. you are now. So y'all are still in Austin. You're super happy. You got grandbaby. Yes. Yes. And you know, we're 15 years in, I don't see it ending any other way than, you know, one of us going to meet our maker. Um, <laughs> he's hilarious mm -hmm. and I love him. He loves me. And I mean, there's nothing better. And he's so supportive too. When you've come out and done your shows out in Atlanta, he comes out and he smiles so big in the audience and he's, I think he's your biggest fan. He is my number one fan. And any, any harebrained scheme I come up with, I'm like, babe, I'm going to do this. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I love and he's that. always there to support. Always. I love that. That makes me so happy. Okay. So here's a stupid question that we love to ask. It's really dumb. Um, this is if you were to ever be cheated on or in the times that you have, would you prefer that the person they cheat on you with is hotter than you or notter hotter? We call this hotter or notter. Um, and, and why? You know what? I think, I think that bitch better be hotter because- <laughs> For me, it's like, excuse me, you gonna cheat on right. all this, you know? Right, right, right. E even though you know I'm becoming a woman of a certain age, I still, you know, when I oh, clean it yeah. up and put it all together, I'm like, honey, I'm the shits, okay? No, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> no, you you have it. You got it all. Yeah, I uh, that it would be very hard for them to find someone hotter. I think. <laughs> and you know, I mean, sometimes I'm like the times I was, although. In my 20s and 30s, it took me a lot of years to get this confidence. 
in my 20s and 30s, and especially after I had my son, I wasn't that keen on myself and my body and my, you know, all that stuff. But I still would look at them girls like my ex-husband was cheating with or whoever and be like, because David, his wife, I was like, yeah. how do you even go from that to this? Like, Right, right, you know. right, right. Okay, so th- they would have to be hotter so that it would make a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. Right? All yeah. Right, got it. Yeah. Okay, and all right, here. Oh, wait, what do you got? You got one more? <sighs> I forgot a part of the story. What? Tell me. When I moved to L.A., I came back to close out my apartment. Okay. And he was still here in L.A. And uh-huh. he met me. We went out to lunch and all that stuff. He dropped me off at my apartment. There's a knock on the door. And I got served for to come to court for his divorce proceedings. What? Yes. I totally forgot. it. I, I meant to tell that in the in-between, like, uh, me moving to L.A. and stuff. Yeah. And his lawyer was pissed and was like, why wouldn't you tell me she was in town? Because they were going to, like, try to hide me or whatever. But yeah. this guy came and he's like, Tamika Ceretti, well, Tamika Chandler at the time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you've been served. And I literally had like an hour and a half to like get myself together and show up at court. And wow, that is insane. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's when I found out about the uh, private investigator following me and all that kind of stuff. Because they were showing me pictures sense. of my son. Yeah. And they were trying to say that like they're running in and out of the house at all times of day. They were trying to say there was drugs going on. I'm like, oh my son my God. is freaking 11 years old. Right. And the judge kept getting on her lawyer because he was like, we will have none of that. And I was like, uh-uh. well, you know, hell no. I, I've moved to L.A. Like, I don't know this, whatever. He's a liar. He's a cheater. Obviously. Yeah. And how yeah. is this about you? I think that's the, that's the most shocking thing is like. What defense is it for you? What does you and your kids have to do with anything? Exactly. At all. Also, what the, oh, that's just some bullshit. That's what that is. Yeah. I don't know if you can, yeah, I don't know if you can fit that in there, but I totally forgot about that. No, I know. I'm going to keep it right there where you know it. That's (laughs) insane. Yeah. All right. So, um, okay. Now. Where and how should people follow you and support you? What can what can they do and where? Well, they can go to my website. I have it's uh, TamikaSoretti.com and it has all of my social medias on there. But if you just want to pop on like Instagram, I am Tamika mm-hmm. and then Tamika Soretti at Facebook. You know, um, I try to post on there and keep y'all updated with all of that stuff. I do have a, a new single out. So if you're oh, into iTunes right. or you're on a Spotify, I'm creating all my pages and stuff on there to kind of put my music out. Yay. I love, cause we didn't even mentioned that earlier. You're also an incredible singer too. Yeah. yeah. And people are on iTunes and Spotify if they're listening to this because like 90 something percent of our listens come from iTunes and nice. then, or maybe it's 80 something, but anyway, then a portion comes from Spotify and then a smaller portion comes from uh, Google podcasts. So yeah. So while y'all are already on here, listening to Cheaties, go ahead and pop over and find Tamika Soretti. We've got uh, the spelling of her name and all of her socials and links and all that will be in the um, 
explanation. What do you call that? I guess the caption yeah. of the of the episode. So everybody will be able to find that there. And then if people are in Austin, they can actually see you perform live because you're part of Esther's Follies. Yes, I'm, uh, and we're opening back up June. Um, I believe it's June seventeenth. Um, but my band is also performing. Yeah, June seventeenth, Esther's Follies will be back open. Um, and then my band is performing. I have a gig this May first. Okay. And Lord have mercy, let me. I don't have the. Well, you'll that, have that stuff on your on your socials or your website, right? Yeah. Will you have. That? Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. But May 1st, they could see you perform live music. And yes. then Esther's Follies opens back up June 17th, and you are in the main cast. Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. awesome. So, y'all, you've got many opportunities to go see Tamika and support her and all that good stuff. So, please do. And I cannot thank you enough for jumping on and doing our podcast with us today. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much for having me. Okay. All right, everybody. We love you all. And Tamika, I love you dearly. Um, and I can't wait to see you again. I hope you have a great day. Love you too, girl. Thank you. All right, girl. Bye. Right, bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaties, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you've cheated or been cheated on, you've got a cheating story and we want to hear it. So please leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. And you can follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. Follow me, Katherine Blanford, at KBiz9. That's K-B-I-Z-Z-9. Stay stabby. Go ahead. Go to your ready-made horse. That's all you're good.